0: every team every topic everywhere this is believed up, <laughs> <Heads> up. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan at Thunder Chats coming to you today on the Top It Thunder podcast. Yes, you hear the turn signal in the background, you hear my voice much louder than it usually is. So, you know what time it is. It's time for a Thunder Chat. Ho! That's right. As a part of the Believe, 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 still still shaky on that. Um, part of the Believe Podcast Network, we at Top of Thunder are happy to bring you this episode of Thunder Chats. And um, as we get into this podcast, I want to just address something real quick because. You know, we had our Thanksgiving episode last week, and we kind of dipped. And there's a few reasons as to why. Um, one of the reasons that I haven't even done so much as thunder Thunderjacks this week is because every day this week, I've had to bring my truck home uh, instead of my car. And, you know, as much as you probably love hearing me in my car, you you could not, like, you could absolutely just not hear me if I was in my truck um trying to record a solo podcast so um you know thank you for bearing with us you know we planned on doing a group pod last night but a lot of things happened alex sick moles is out of town um cones you know he he started school back from his thanksgiving break so he's trying to catch up on that and um just just want to take a quick moment just to you know kind of shout out jerry and andrea stevens his wife um you know I, I'm not going to get too far into the situation, but uh, they're going through a tough time right now in terms of uh, you know, her health. Um, you know that that's why Jerry wasn't able to come on the podcast. So, uh, you know, if you have a chance, just you know reach out to Jerry, Andrea, let them know that you're thinking about them, you know praying for them, uh, thinking possibly about them, you know wh- whatever it is you want to say to them, and I know they'd really appreciate that. So. Um, Without further ado, we're going to get into this podcast. And, you know, I remember to mention we're in the Belief Podcast Network. So, you know what that means? That means I got an ad read. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online remains your number one spot for your basketball and football action this season. Head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe50, 50 is 50. That is B-L-E-A-V 50 in caps lock to receive your 50 or well to receive your 50% bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you in the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, and where the game starts, that's where we're getting into today. Last night, the Thunder played a basketball game. You know, we're not going to get into the Rockets game that happened Monday because it wasn't a lot of fun. Um, but going into this game, uh, there was our, automatically some storylines. Uh, first of which is being Josh Giddy ruled uh, I almost said ineligible. Sorry, I've been I've been paying too much attention to college ball here lately. Um ruled out for the game due to illness. Now they were they were quick to point out this is not COVID. So, you know, Giddy doesn't have COVID. He's not gonna have to go through health and safety protocols he's not going to miss multiple games that we know of i mean i don't know he might miss a couple games i don't know how sick he is or what's wrong with him but it's not COVID. that's the main thing and you know absolutely happy that giddy doesn't have COVID. and you know we're hoping that he gets well soon but that was the big thing going into the game and as soon as we saw that josh giddy was going to miss this game two things came to mind one this is going to be like last year we're, we're taking a trip back to the past this is how shea breaks out of a slump because it's going to be just like last year shea's going to be the lead ball handler nobody else is going to come close um to you know matching the touches he has on offense um you know the offense is going to run through him He's going to create for himself. He's going to create for his teammates. And this is how he's going to break out of a slump. And the other thing was Trey Mann. You know, with Giddy out, a quintessential starter, rookie starter on this team, somebody would have to step up. Typically, Kendrick Williams would probably slide in if a starter was going to be missing. Kenner Williams is out with an ankle injury. I thought there might have been a shot that Ty Jerome came in and started. But no, um, Mark Degnan you know, kept to his word. He talked, you know, a lot this season about how, um, you know, players have to eat their broccoli before they get their Skittles. Basically, he has to do – they have to do what he wants them to do before, you know, they get rewarded. And he said that, you know, he's done really good and he's getting his Skittles. Uh, Trey Mann got the start tonight. And let me tell you, he started off red hot. He was hitting shots. Uh, he was getting space for himself and his teammates and you know he looked really comfortable out there now if you look at the box score it didn't look pretty because as much space as he created as as good looks that he got um he had a little bit of what he had going on summer league preseason and a shot just could not fall Uh, he shot four of thirteen two of seven from deep Um, he ended up with 11 points two rebounds and three turnovers <laughs> but if you're watching the game you can see the kind of control this guy has on offense and that's that's just as like a secondary playmaker you know to Shea gilders alexander but he was spacing the floor he was knocking down threes he was getting to the lane um you know he's creating good looks for himself and that's really all that we need trey Mann to do we're not asking trey Mann to you know step in and be shade gilgis alexander when i ask him to be josh giddy i think Trey man's ceiling and this is something that i've stood by and ever since we drafted him i think his ceiling is like a six-man guy that you know you can maybe close games with depending on matchups like he really reminds me of like a dennis Schroeder. uh did i said dennis Schroeder. Uh, it sounded like i said jenna no sorry i my my mind's all over the place like a dennis Schroeder, jordan clarkson um I saw, I saw our boy Hoop Intellect, Keandre, compare him to Jordan Poole. You know, somebody like that, like a microwave scorer off the bench, uh, a guy that can come in and give you buckets, space to floor. And that's kind of what I see out of Trey Mann. And, you know, if he can give us what he gave us last night, that's exactly what we'll continue to see out of Trey Mann. Um, honestly, guys, like in terms of production, now, I didn't even tell you how the final score. Sorry. Final score of the game, we did lose 114, 110 to the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Rockets won both of their games against us. It was it was a much wider margin of victory on Monday for the Rockets. I think the Rockets have won four straight now if I'm not mistaken. So hey, you're for you guys. Why don't you guys contend and go for the playoffs? Um, <clears throat> anyways, but yeah, everybody in the Thunder, I would say objectively played good. With exception of Darius Basley, um, so Baisley ended up with four points, seven rebounds, he did, and one assist. He did have three steals and a block, so he was effective on the defensive end. But his shot selection just still remains questionable. You know, he'll drive into a crowd of traffic and just kind of float something up in the air. He's still taking contested step back threes. Like, you know, we've talked about this. Like, I don't like that shot for Darius Bazley. Like, there's better shots within the offense for him to get. Um, and you know, we see flashes. You know, you look back to the Hawks game. Uh, I think it was the Hawks game. Whenever he just put on this nasty euro step on Clint Capello, like it was absolutely gorgeous. But the rest of the game, he was making questionable decisions and. That's what it kind of comes down to, basically. Like, the talent is there. The skills there. The potential is there 100%. But we've got to get what's going on between the years, whether it's, like, a, a mental block, um, whether it's just, you know, just bad decision-making. Because I think he has a pretty high basketball IQ. He knows how to play the game basketball. He knows where he's supposed to be on offense. He knows where he's supposed to be on defense. He knows how to, you know – be in his spots on the floor, to space the floor for guys like Shea and Giddy. <laughs> so I don't think that's his basketball IQ. I think he's just got – he really has to work on his shot selection. And, you know, six shots tonight, I, I think that's kind of the sweet spot for Baisley. Like, you know, I told you all going into the offseason, I see Baisley as kind of like, you know, a poor man's Ben Simmons for this team. Like, if he's going to contribute to this team, that's the role he's going to play you know defend the heck out of everybody um you know be a little bit of a playmaker attack and transition attack the basket 100 percent of the time but you know if you get an open look on offense for three absolutely take it um and you know that kind of translates to you know once you have shea you have giddy you have dort you know taking those shots like yeah, that was like six, seven, eight shots for Darius Baisley. Like, you know, maybe you can get into ten if you're feeling it. Um, but I feel like that's the sweet spot. I don't feel like he needs to shoot the ball 15 times a game. I think that, you know, he needs to really focus on getting good quality shots, one. And, two, just, you know, defending the heck out of the ball because he's got all the tools to be just an absolute wild down defender. He's got great length he moves his feet very well like I said he has pretty high basketball IQ I think he knows where to be defensively um so that's that's the part of the game I'd like to see him step up in um you know now that we're done with the bad man let's get into the good and that's literally everybody man like everybody kind of showed flashes here like Poku he ended up only playing eight minutes which I would have liked to see more um instead of Paul Watson's 19 minutes team high off the bench. Um, When I say everybody played well, I mean everybody but Paul Watson. I mean, he didn't play bad. He shot one of two from deep. Two rebounds, three points, one assist. But he was just kind of there. He didn't didn't really do anything to affect the game. And, you know, I gotta say, if we're gonna be playing two-way prospects in these games, I would... Much rather say see V Krei V crazy I think I said that right. I would much rather say see. V- That's so hard to say. I would much rather see V Kreishi out there than Paul Watson Jr. Okay, yeah, we got there, we got there. But now Poku, I think he had some great flashes in the time that he played. Now, I think most, if not all, of his minutes from the first half. But he came in. Um, he didn't hit his threes, but his shot looked good. They were on good, clean looks. He only shot the ball four times. Two of them were three. He made both of his uh, inside baskets. One was uh, off a rebound that he put back. Honestly, thought he could have dunked the ball, and it would have been a lot cooler, but, you know, it's all good. We got the, bu- we got the points. Um, and then the next one was, uh, I think it was Roby um that was driving in and kinda flipped it to him and he just had a little like a it was almost like a touch shot. Like as soon as the ball hit his hands it was going up. He was right next to the rim. He didn't dunk it, he didn't weigh it up. It was literally like showcasing his touch around the rim and it went in. Nothing but net. Um he was a team high, plus eleven, which is kinda crazy. And honestly like, you know, he filled the staff sheet in his eight minutes of action. Four points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. And, you know, in um, whenever I was applying for the Dream Team position, um, I was talking about, you know, who I wanted to start, and I wanted Poku to start. And I, I mentioned, you know, people want to refer to Poku as this unicorn-type player, but I don't think that's it. Like, you know, a unicorn's graceful. A unicorn's majestic. I think Poku's a dragon. He goes in just wrecks the game, man, on both ends. Like with his uh, with his shots, with his passing, with his defense. Like everything he does is loud, and you know that's that's what I love to see out of Poku tonight. You know, talking about broccoli and Skittles, I I see Poku eating a lot of broccoli this year. We'd like to see Poku eat a lot of meat this year so he can, you know, beef up a little bit. But that's that's besides the point. I see Poku eating a lot of broccoli this year, but I don't see him getting Skittles. Um, so that will be something to monitor. And hopefully, you know, uh, Coach Daggs will give Poku a Skittles because I think Poku's played pretty solid these past few, past few games. So that's what I got to say about Poku. Um, also off the bench, Ty Jerome just came in he's just kind of like a steadying force off the bench uh five of seven shooting Missed his only three point attempt but he had 11 points in about 16 minutes of action so he had solid efficiency he came in he knocked down shots uh he was driving pretty strong and effectively which gotta say for ty drum to do that kind of took me back um he had one uh one kind of breakaway. Uh, he blew by his defender. Um, you know, Scooped right-handed way up there in the second quarter, I believe. Um, he had another one where he, he literally looked like a play that Shea would do. He drove in uh, to the lane, uh, kind of went over to the left, um, jumped up, got fouled, and banked it in anyways. Like it, I mean, it looked like if you put Shea Gilders-Alexander in that play, Damn, I, I think it looks the exact same. Um, that's how kind of natural it was. But, yeah, I, I really like Ty Jerome's minutes, and he's kind of a steadying force. You know, uh, we talk about how all these rebuilding teams, like, you know, how they're forced to play these borderline NBA players, and the Thunder had the luxury of trotting out guys like Ty Jerome, Kendrick Williams, and Mike Muscala to, you know, not only go out there, you know, provide spacing, fill a role, but to show these young players how you got to play, like what you need to do in order to pass me, in order to take this spot, like this is what you got to do. And I-, I think Ty Jerome is a great example of that because, yeah, Trey Mann got the start tonight, but Teo Maladone um, was still off the bench. He played eight points as well as Foku, And when I say he didn't do much with it, he didn't do much with it, didn't take a single shot. Um, he did get fouled, split his free throws one to two. He had three rebounds, which very interesting. He had a steal and three turnovers, and one point. Finished the game in negative six. So that's about all I got to say about Poku. All right, now we're gonna get into the uh, the stars of the game, man. Jre just continues to look solid anytime he gets on the floor. Finished the game. 12 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal, 1 turnover, shot 5 and 9, missed both of his 3 point attempts, so, you know, kind of came back down to earth on that. I think at one point he was, at one point recently, he was leading all rookies in terms of 3 point percentage, so, kind of came back down to earth on that, but, but at the same time, like, he just finds ways to affect the game. You know, he's a really smart player, he plays within himself, he doesn't force anything, um, he moves the ball. Um, Andrew Schleck was like, right on the money whenever he was talking about JRE, J-Rod, whatever you want to call him, all off season. like He's really a connective tissue player. And I'm not delusional to think that he's the starting four, or starting five of the future, but could he be a guy that comes off the bench and you know gives you competent minutes, keeps the ball moving, can give you buckets in a pinch, can rebound the ball, like, always going to try hard? Absolutely. Absolutely, I think J. Rob has earned a spot on this team, on this rotation, um, you know, moving forward. And you know, I, I talked about this on Twitter, but you know, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, J. Rob, and Aaron Wiggins—like a lot of people—clowned Sam Presti uh, for that draft. I myself included. I didn't see the vision, um, but you know, revision history. Like you look back at that, like Sam Presti knew what he was doing. Man, he went in there. He said, screw your draft boards. Don't give a frick about them. <laughs> and uh, he, he picked some diamonds in the rough out there. So uh, shout out San Presti for knowing basketball better than any of us. Speaking of diamonds out there, that brings us to our new ad read for Lightbox. Say goodbye to dual gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price of $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in Blush pink and beautiful blue. Ooh, we like blue, thunder blue. As well as a classic white. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price so they won't have to. They really do make the outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Never a dull moment. You know, because diamonds and sparkle, they're not dull. Okay, you get it. Um, you know, speaking of not dual moments, man, a couple guys that were struggling really broke out for us last night. The first of which being Lugans, Lugans.org. Yeah, I, I said that way, like Jeffrey Bezos, you know. Um, freaking uh oh my gosh who's that bo burnham god i i had a i had a massive brain fire right there you know like bo burners jeffrey bezos lugans lugan Stewart. yeah you get it you see the vision lou Dort came out there shook off his shooting slump seven to 13 shooting four of eight from deep one of two from the stripe finished with 19 points two assists i mean well two rebounds four assists two steals and a block just absolutely in the stat sheet was uh, tied with Poku for a team high, plus 11, playing defense out there, playing hard, drawing fouls, frustrating their players. Lou Dort came in there, and he just had a vintage Lou Dort performance, the performance that we've kind of grown accustomed to over this past season. Um, You know, people talk about what Lou Dort can be, and I I don't really think that you can put a box on Lou Dort's future on his production. Because if he can continue to come in and I mean he shot 50% from deep tonight, dude. Like like that's that's phenomenal. And yes, I know he's been struggling, but you know, the struggle was kind of like the the small sample size compared to the greater picture of the season. Like Lou Dort has been shooting the ball very well this season. And if that's something that can continue like talk about diamonds in the rough, like Lou Dort was undrafted and San Presti just got him for nothing. He continues to be one of the most, like, crazy value contracts in the league. Like, maybe maybe in league history. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to speak out of hyperbole here, but Lee Dort might have the like, craziest value contract in league history. Um, but, you know, a guy that just comes in, defends his butt off, hustles his butt off, um, and can knock down shots, is aggressive going to the basket, moves the ball. And it's just a great teammate. Like, I can't say enough good things about Logan Store. And speaking of things I can't say enough good things about, you know, we talked about going into the game. Josh Giddey ruled out what's going to happen. We talked about one of the things that we thought was going to happen is Shea was going to be able to break out of a slump, playing a little bit like last year's the lead ball handler. And, uh, boy, was we right. Shea Gilgix-Alexander breaking his season high of 30 points, ended up scoring 39 points on 12 of 26 shooting, one of eight from deep, but he hit 14 of 16 from the stripe. That is very important. We're going to come back to that. He had four rebounds, two assists, probably like 12 potential assists. Let's just be honest. That dude was creating some crazy passes. We'll talk about that in a second as well. And a block. And... Rylan Styles pointed this out on Twitter. That block uh, was a block in the third quarter on KPJ on, like, uh, three-quarters court heave. Um, And it might be one of the most disrespectful blocks of all time. (laughs) Just because uh, you'll just have to watch it. It's on Rylan's Twitter. It's absolutely worth watching it. But, yeah, Shea Bro got the slump, man. And, you know, obviously, as I said at the top, one of eight shooting from deep, like, that's still not great. Um, you can see, like, his shot hasn't changed. It's not nothing like that. It's just not falling. You know, he's still creating those, that space with that step back like he has been all season, the sidestep like he has all season. His shot looks good. It looks fluid. There's no hitch in it right now. It's just not dropping, and that's fine because this man was tearing it up in the paint tonight. I'm talking scoop layups, reverses, floaters, runners. Floating bank shots. Like he was getting anything he wanted to. Um, he kept uh, waiting the game, and particularly, uh, he was just going at Daniel Tice. Anytime they switched Daniel Tice on Shay in the pick and roll, and I said pick and roll. Like, who the frick am I? On the pick and roll, Shay was just licking his chops because he knew that it was time to just destroy this dude. And he did over and over again getting into the lane. And A lot of that is why he shot 16 free throws. And I said that's important and we want to talk about that. Like, that is quintessential to taking the next step in stardom. Um, You know, assuming his shot starts to fall again. But um, it's quintessential because, like, stars get to the line consistently, like 10 times a game. And that's how you can manufacture points. That's how you can manufacture offense. Like, when your shot's not falling, like tonight, Shea did not shoot the ball well Like I want to put that into your head Shea did not shoot the ball well But he still had 39 points And that's because he got to the line 16 times And was able to manufacture 14 points Out of seemingly nothing And that's the difference Like you look at guys like James Harden We used to make fun of his stats all the time Like oh this guy made like 6 shots But he made 20 free throws So he ended up with 40 points It's crazy how math works um, but, yeah, that's the next step in the stardom for Shea. And, you know, I said I wanted to talk about his assists. Like, you could tell this guy's been paying attention uh, to Josh Giddey and what he's been doing because he, he was in his bag passing a little bit. He had a couple, um, I, I, I want to say, like, wraparound bounce passes. Uh, he had one, um, one pass that we've seen Josh Giddey do and was really impressed by him. Um, and it was the underhand bounce pass on the pick and roll. Uh, he he scooped at the base, but base had a good look, and you know, base missed it because well, that's what he did tonight. Um, but yeah, like Shay's really, I, I feel like he's really taking a step into that playmaking role. Like you know, he was fine last year. I think he averaged like five assists. I think that's around what he's at right now. Maybe four assists. I think it's gone down a little bit with Giddy here, but you could tell that Shay has really focused these past couple of years on improving his playmaking. And um, it, it really shows. And, you know, I could wax poetic about Shea Gildas-Alexander all day. Um, I'm not going to because I'm about to pull into the store, obviously, and because, you know, you guys have heard me do it a million times. But uh, I do think that this was great for him and hopefully breaking out of a slump, uh, much like the Sixers game was earlier in the season. And, you know, we have, like, a 5-6 game stretch where Shay was just scorched earth, like, just killing everybody. So, uh, looking forward to the next game when we can see Shay just go on a tear but guys uh that's gonna be all for today um definitely definitely check us out um at OKC Top of Thunder on our Twitter uh, I will be posting this a little bit late because where we switched our uh, our distribution site I'm not able to do it on my phone anymore so I will have to either try to talk my wife <laughs> through posting this which is just comical to think about um or i'm just gonna have to wait till i get home and i can get on my computer so either way the pop will be up sometime tonight um this is thursday or, is it thursday yeah thursday no is it yeah yeah okay sorry yeah sometime tonight on thursday evening um the pop will be up for your listening pleasure I mean, thank you guys for the support we will be recording a podcast with Friends of the Pod Thunder Mentals tonight. Um, and I will probably do another Thunder Chats um, maybe tomorrow morning. Maybe Saturday. We'll have to see about it. But, yeah, definitely keep it here, guys, for the content. And, um, yeah, we appreciate your support. Hope you guys have a great day. God bless. Don't forget, Thunder Up. This has been Thunder Chats. Ho! It's been a while. Take it easy.